Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting adventure with Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my trusty co-hosts. We have Patricia Kirkman, PK, our famous numerologist, and our equally famous psychic medium, George Lugo, is also joining us tonight. And we have a terrific guest. I can't wait to get him on the air. Tony Moreno is here and he is going to be sharing his perspective on UFOs, alien abductions, hybrids, possibly Bigfoot, and other things. And Tony has a long history in the military, and he is going to be sharing a lot of new information with us tonight. So, PK, let's start with you. You've got some numbers to share and some insights about the royal family. Tell us what's well, going on. We'll make it very easy because... This is a four universal day, and we're just making a lot of changes with things ongoing. But I'm taking a look at, I broke down, I had to do it. I took a look at Harry and our little lovely Megan, okay? <laughs> Everybody wants to know what's happening with them. Well, you know, the strange part is Harry's in a one-personal year. I shouldn't say one-personal year, one-life path. So he needs to be a leader. She is in a four-life path where she wants everything done her way, but she has the opportunity to make a lot of things happen. Now, when we take a look at the two of them by the numbers, the relationship, it's not bad, but it's not going to be an enduring marriage. It'll last oh. a lot longer than most people think, but I think they'll, uh, shall we say, maybe fall out of love because both of them are very headstrong and bullheaded. The only karma that she has in her chart deals with dealing with family family wanting things to be perfect. Well, that's her That's her karma. She doesn't know how to do it. And we've always seen that, how she's treated her own family. The second family will say the father's side, the mother's side, and now this family and the marriage just prior to this. And uh, Harry, he's in for fresh starts. This is a one year for him. If she allows him, and I do mean it that way, to take the reins, He's going to step up to the plate a lot more. But she's in a seven years, so there's a lot more legal things going on for her. And she's being there's have uh, they're being sued by a, a newspaper in uh, England, and her father's going to take the witness stand to be for the London press against them. Wow, really? So I thought that was very interesting. That says a lot because she can say he was this, that, or whatever. But he was there. He raised her when the mother left her when she was 11. So, you know, she has no loyalties. That's no. what the key thing is. But Isn't with all this stuff, yep, don't be surprised if she doesn't, quote, become pregnant within the next couple of months, if she's Uh-oh. not already. Okay? Whoa. Because 
she uses things as a distraction to mm-hmm. get what she wants. And what more to get a little TLC from everybody that to become pregnant and have to make this major move that they're making on their own behalf. And I, I think Harry's going to be a little sorry down the road, but, you know, it is as it is. He's always been, had to play second fiddle to everybody else. Now he's got a wife he's got to play second fiddle to. Don't think Oof. that's going to go over well. But wow, isn't relation, that like, interesting? Not bad, but it's going to be different, very, very different. But her father, wow. she's putting him down, but the bottom line is what she's done to him. And I think of the, if you think of the when they got married, there her mother sat in one pew all by herself, not another soul around her during the wedding. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't right. had much to do with mother prior to that, so it's kind of like I guess she needs props. I guess that's mm-hmm. what it is. And if you notice, whenever they're taking pictures, She's not a part of the group. She's a part of looking at the cameras, always. Just a thought. Yes, now that you mention it, that's true. Uh huh. She likes to see what she looks like and who's looking at her. It'll oh be my goodness! Very interesting, PK. Very interesting. You know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I just don't think Diana would have approved of her. I really don't. Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't now, think so either. Let's bring George into this. George, what is your insight about this? Yeah, I think it was June before it started. I just knew, you know, it's kind of like a fly in the ointment kind of thing, and uh, and the royal family does not like it. And so, it, it's going to come to an end. Those two. Oh yeah, but it's going to cost. It's, it's going to cost, cost a lot. The entire family. It's bad enough with the uh, issue they've got going because of Epstein, and now this no. taking place. Uh, I was hoping Queen Elizabeth would be able to trans- transfer from this point to the other with a little less chaos, but a little more dignity. They're taking that mm-hmm. away from her. She's always been very dignified. Yes. Yeah, they're not, play- they're, they're not playing checkers. They're playing chess. So, you know, we'll just see how it goes. There's a lot of money Ooh. involved here. Oh, yeah. That's, That's interesting, sure. George. Wow. Yeah. Chess instead of checkers, okay? Megan yep. being... You've got to remember first, her real name is Rachel. Oh. So yeah. in her world, it's all That's about right. her. Megan is her middle name. That's her emotional side showing. Mm-hmm. So okay. by the numbers, the relationship can be good or bad, depending on how she decides to treat people. But she, yeah. it's all about her. doesn't matter what you put in front of her. It'll never be enough. It'll never be good enough. She's always going to be looking for the next bite of the cake. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I think you guys nailed it. I really do. So we're going to have Mm -hmm. to see what happens next. But it's been such upheaval over there. So many opinions. But I I think you guys have hit the nail on the head. Good work. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, indeedy. Well, I just wanted to mention to everybody, if you want your own numerology reading, then make sure you contact PK. You can find her at patriciakirkman.com. You can also find her at SupernaturalGirls.com. And if you want your own psychic medium reading, then George Lugo is the man to call. And you can find George at CrystalGateReadings.com. That's CrystalGateReadings.com. And if you want a soul realignment reading, life coaching, dream analysis, be sure to contact me. You can find me at SupernaturalGirls.com. 
So we've also got our candles, which we're continuing to keep on sale. And, oh, my goodness, we have, I have to mention this, another great show already lined up for next week. We're still going down the rabbit hole, everybody. We're bringing back Mm -hmm. John Edmonds. Now, he's been on the show before, but I had a nice talk with John today. He's got a new book out, which we all now have a copy of, and he is going to share some of the latest things going on at the Stardust Alien Ranch. He said there are some new aliens turning up, and they scare even him. And we all know John. He does not scare easily, so no, we're going to find does out. Not. No, he oh, doesn't. Oh, boy, He's a tough guy. It is something. It is something. Indeed, so we are going to be talking to John next week. We will have read his new book, and we'll be able to let you know all about the latest and greatest at Stardust Alien Ranch in your backyard, PK, over in Arizona. You know what? I keep wanting yeah. to go, but the other the other little part of me goes, I'm chicken. <laughs> I know, really. You never know what you're going to find when you get there. I know it. <laughs> I mean, one one person who was a producer on a television show stayed overnight there and ended up in a mental mm-hmm. institution for a little while afterwards. So it's definitely not something to fool around with. you got to... You got to be ready when you go to the uh, Stardust Ranch. So we're going to be talking with John next week. But tonight we have a great guest. We have Tony Marino. He comes from a military family, and his family even even his family had a high level clearance. And he himself has been investigating UFOs since he was 12 years old. So a whole lifetime of adventure and military perspective and understanding with UFOs, alien abductions, hybrids. We have a lot of questions for Tony. We want to know, are we being groomed to accept aliens as our neighbors on Earth? I mean, there's a whole public relations campaign that's been initiated by the military, rebranding UFOs and hoping to change our perspective. So we are going to bring Tony on the show right now. Let's find out what's going on. Tony, welcome to the show. Hi. uh, Thank you, Patricia. Um, How are you? I'm great, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show. We're really happy to have you here. And you've got quite a history with UFOs, having such a lifetime interest. Yeah. uh, Well, uh, my family, uh, we're going on the third generation military, and uh, my nephew He's in the military now, but uh, um, we grew up on a military base here in Sacramento, California, and uh, my parents were uh, aircraft mechanics at a McClellan Air Force Base, and my mother was a crew chief aircraft mechanic on jet fighter planes, and my father was an aircraft mechanic on the bigger planes, and they both worked in front of each other um, out in the hangar, so we kind of grew up in the military on military bases and stuff like that all our lives, and, uh, you know, I always joke with my mother. My mother started working at the Pentagon when she was 17, but I always joke with my mother. She says, all right, well, you know how to work on uh, uh, a jet engine planes there. I'm going to get into back engineering flying saucers. (laughs) So it's kind of like, you know, uh, I mean, we started off with a lawnmower, right? (laughs) Lawnmower engine, but uh, yeah. uh, Yeah. So it's, it's been a lifetime thing. I mean, uh, not only that, but when I was 12 years old, uh, well, actually I'll I'll explain how I got involved. It it was, um, we used to hang out at the swimming pool 
on the military base there because they had the 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 PX there, the 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 rec center, the bowling alley, and the theater, and the swimming pool. And so as kids growing up, we went to the swimming pool. And there were hundreds of kids in a big swimming pool and stuff like this, but they put a lot of chlorine in the, in the water there. And so um, it, it had an outdoor patio with uh, picnic tables and an awning and stuff like this where the military come in and have lunch. And they had a cafeteria there for them to buy food and things. And uh, they'd sit out there and have lunch and stuff. But anyway, I had gotten out of the pool and, um, uh, you know, my eyes were burning and because of the chlorine. And so I sat down at the end of the picnic table and to the right of me, there was two military officers and, um, you know, my eyes were burning and everything. And one of the officers said to me, says, um, son, you need some water. I said, yes, please. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I gave me some water and I was rinsing my eyes off and everything. And, I was looking at what they were looking at down at the other end and with this file and it said top secret on it. And me as a little kid had to be inquisitive. I had to say, Hey fellas, uh, would you, uh, what you, what's so top secret over there? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, they, they looked at me and they stomped and, uh, they had a serious look on their face and they said, son, they said, um, who do you belong to? I said, well, my parents is Gene and Frank Marino. Um, over there on, on, on the flight line there, they're the, the aircraft mechanics. And, uh, you know, they hesitated for a second and went back to what they were doing. And I kind of slid slid down the table and, you know, gave them the rest of their water, bottle waddle. But, you know, I, I it was one of these situations that, uh, you know, I always remembered. But uh, I said, come on, fellas, let me see, you know. And, uh, you know, so um, – you know, he slid the file over, and it was UFOs and Bigfoot. Wow! And first thing come out of my first thing that come out of my mind was, um, I got to be involved with this. I, I'm telling them, I, you got to show me more. Is there more? And they, you know, and and they looked at each other, and they, they kind of said, "Well, you'll have plenty of time. Um, um, we'll give you more information later on down the line." And you know, as a 12 year old, for me to comprehend that. Um, and trying to understand what they meant by that, it was you know I, I never realized that my whole life I would have I would be surrounded by UFO information from um, all levels of activities going on on this planet, you know, and all and and so um, after 49 years, I decided to you know uh, um, take a chance and come out. And, you know, a friend of mine um, she, um, she helped me uh, to. Um, go out and start talking to people and sharing this information because you grew up in a military family and you were around UFOs all your life and they want to know these things. So um, here I am today, <laughs> 49 years later. And, um, but yeah, if you have any questions about anything you want to know, I, um, I specialize in uh, paranormal activities, Bigfoot, you know, all kinds of mysteries that this planet inhabits here. So um, I'll leave that open to you guys to ask me any questions. Well, let me start with that file because you, you raised an interesting issue with that file because it you said it said Bigfoot and UFOs. What's the connection? Well, see, when in 1973 up in Lummi Island, Washington State, um, the, the Native Indians um, – 
experienced Bigfoot because they grew red apples up there. Some of the richest red apples in, in the country has grown up there in Lummi on the Indian reservations. And during the apple season, uh, Bigfoot would come through there. And he'd, um, he'd take an apple and he'd take a big bite out of it and he would leave it on the ground and he'd leave a trail. And he would walk all the way over to the um, uh, the ocean, the the bay there, the channel there, because on the other side, uh, maybe a, a quarter of a mile was um, Lummi Island. And the story was is that they would swim across the island in in the channel there, Bigfoot would, and they'd climb up to the top of the mountain and they would sit there and you know they had a, quite a view of the channel there and stuff like this and and one night the police chief had shown me listened to the video they had, they had surrounded him in an area but they weren't going to harm him they just you know they just came out in their cars and so he happened to have his recorder and he and he recorded the sound of them and uh, you could hear another one off in a distance making noise to the one that was, uh, you know, had the spotlight on him. He was behind a bush and stuff, and nobody had, we went after them or, you know, or any it showed him any harm or anything like that. But uh, he was able to get that recording, and I was able to hear that. And that was great when I talked to him about it. And so in 1973, my father, I mean, the military, the military, they would fly up over to Washington and they would start taking aerial photographs of small colonies of Bigfoot, you know, mm. that were there. And my father would, you know, bring a picture home to me and show me and stuff. I says, wow, you know, it was really fascinating. But, uh, um, yeah, so. Um, um, so in terms of the connection that the military had a file with both Bigfoot and UFOs on it, um, did you have that explained to you as to how how is how does that connection work? Are they do they work together? Do they know each other? Are they well? You see, in in, in the military, you know that we 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 got to explore everything. If we had the technology to explore everything, we want to learn everything about everything. That's what we are 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 are, are taught. This is what we want to. Uh, do in life it's you know we have a reason for for um, 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 being who we are is because these things are of concern to us you know our minds are capable of stepping outside the box and looking at the bigger picture here you know I mean as for the nature of the file and stuff like this um, you know even as growing up myself I had to take a look at you know the reason why, and and all these things happened in my abductions and 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 stuff, and uh, it was kind of strange about what really happened, um, you know, to me. But it just seems like I've just been clustered with UFOs information and data of everything coming from all over the world all my life, and um, so. Um, so somehow Bigfoot's um, a part of that, and I know when we were talking, you and I before the show. A couple of days ago, you were mentioning how people don't find bones or skeletons or anything because Bigfoot lives underground. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we noticed that he, he comes up on top to hunt and, and for food and stuff. And, and you know, and uh, sometimes he's a long distance away from, uh, 
you know, his cave or uh, the the entrance and stuff like this. And so they set up, you know, huts for the night, you know, with, with wood and stuff. They build beams like a teepee type of thing and enclose themselves in it or they find bushes of, of you know, stack. I don't know. You know, they're, but um, they also climb trees and stuff like this. And, and so, yeah, we, 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 we realized that, you know, they're a ground creature. You know, they live underground because it's safe underneath there. You know, up on top is where it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, if you really think about it, I mean, we're a, uh, we're a, we're a planet, a sitting time bomb with atomic energy waiting for somebody to be uh, to push the button. I mean, that's very scary to everybody, including the aliens. You know, yes. so, um, I, I mean, the thought that they have survived, we have reason to believe that, and we have evidence that shows that they've been here all the way back to Cro-Magnum, Neanderthal time. That you know, makes sense. And, yeah. And not, and and none of them none, none of them ever died. They just evolved a long time alongside us, and made adjustments to you know live elsewhere. You know, uh, from separate themselves from humans and stuff like this. And you know, I mean, this planet here. You know, um, when you're in the military and, and you get to understand all these things, we have a lot of um, terrestrial activity going on here that's phenomenal. It's it's fascinating, you know. And so, I think you know what I'm, I'm wanting to do here is explain these things. So, whatever questions you keep asking me, then I'll be able to, um, you know, explain more to you. Sure. Well, George, you had a question you wanted to hear about Tony's abduction experiences. So why don't you go start with that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that experience of yours, you know, something else that you brought up made me think of what to ask you. Um, did you ever have anything to do with reverse engineering on any of these crafts or any of that? Have you gotten that far or seen that much? Well, no, I would make a comment. Well, it, it looks like nuclear thermoelectromagnetic propulsion systems, you know. Okay. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's, right. that's you know, you know, when you, when you, when you, and back engineering wasn't my specialty, no, but uh, I, I mean, I was aware of this stuff, but sure. of course you had to give it a name. Right. Now, what about stuff. abduction? I mean, but, you said you were abducted. You, you were abducted. Okay, well, what was that like? happened? All right. We, well, we grew up about three miles down from the military base. Mm-hmm. And before I get into the story, I want you to understand that uh, we, you know we do have a lot of uh, aerial activity uh, uh, around military bases all around this entire globe, mm-hmm. and we have strange objects and things that fly in, and oh, yeah. you know, and uh, they have been disarming our nuclear weapons. So uh, anyway, but let me get into the story here. Um, um, so it was one day we lived across the street on the corner street. What what base were you at at that time, honey? McClellan Air Force Base. Oh, okay, thank that's you. In, that's in North Highlands, California. And uh-huh. So we lived down the street on Watt Avenue, you know, and there was an elementary school across the street from us, cause, and we lived right on the corner, and uh, my brother. I shared a bedroom with my my younger brother. He slept on the uh, window side, and I slept by the door side. And and um, you know we sleep with our windows open. I mean, and we had the screen on and everything. But um, one night, um, well, well, let me let me 
let me get into the the first one first. I don't want to get into the second and third one. Okay, the first encounters was one day when the sun had just gone down. I was I went out to the football field that we had across the street at the elementary school. And I laid down right in the middle of it on my back with my hands spread out alongside me straight out. And I closed my eyes. And I, they were closed for maybe 30, 40 seconds or whatever. But I just laid there and I opened them up. And when I opened them up, the whole sky was lit up with alien life, alien spacecrafts from all over the universe. And in that formation was a human plane and this is what I was seeing with my eyes and I closed my eyes again and I just laid there and I don't know how many seconds had elapsed I opened them up and they were still there and you know it was like I seen I, I seen it was like something was showing me the truth I had no idea what it was at, at the time you have to remember I'm only 12 years old not able to comprehend anything, but um, so I closed my eyes again, and I woke up and they were gone. And I sat up, um, and I looked to my left and right, and a part of me was familiar with my surroundings, and, and, and another part of me was felt like I was a stranger here on this planet Earth. And then after that, I would say maybe a week later. It was one night. Um, I had to um, get up and go to the bathroom, and uh, I, I I couldn't, you know, because what something had happened to me. I I I I, I found myself in a in a in a room. Uh, it was dark. There were lighted. Um, Mar, um, uh, lights around the floor floorboard of, of of this area here, and there was a gray creature. I, I was able to identify, you know, these what, what was going on here. And I was laying on my back, and he was ensuring me that everything was okay. And it was dark, and I, as my eyes were looking downward. Um, um, in that direction, there were two beings coming toward me. One was a little taller, a lot taller and thinner, and another one I didn't quite get, you know, I could, um, what it looked like. But um, he looked at me, and next thing I know, I was just flipped over onto my stomach so fast that I, I, I don't know what what had happened, and I felt, and it, and it looked like a needle was going into my. Um, L1, L2 um, disc. I don't, Ouch. you know, and, and yeah, and so um, <clears throat> the next thing I know, I just, um, I woke up to have to go to the bathroom, and I was scared to because I thought those little creatures were underneath my bed, and so I'd wet the bed, and so that was the first encounters, and then it happened again the same way. And I was scared to get out of the bed and go to the bathroom, and I went. I went to bed, and um, it stopped after that. And it just seemed like uh, my ability to be able to understand things at a faster rate had um, 
had 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 I don't know. It was just um uh I was So curious they enhanced about, your 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 brain power somehow? Do you think that's what happened? Well, you know, after looking at Patricia, after looking at the situation, um, you know, of remembering this abduction, it just seemed like there was a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I, I was able to be clairvoyant and a telepath and an empath. Um, in the process of, um, of of growing up to this very day, it was as if I have communication with them. And I know what they're thinking, and they know what I'm thinking, and they know what we're all thinking and listening to us now. I don't know if you believe that or not. But I do. These, yes. things are, these things are true. And so there's a reason why I guess I was put in this position to, um, be able to study these things and, and do cross-referencing on these things. So one day I'd be able to come out and explain these things because, you know, I did start a UFO website in uh, 1996 when it went um, um, live. In 1995, I was on a chat room in Seattle um, it's called Speakeasy, and it was black and white. It was a UFO place, and I was posting information about UFOs. And then um, in 1996, it went live. And what I gathered was a group or someone out of Incline Village in Lake Tahoe had opened up a UFO website called ufoalert.com. And um, then it was sold to, I guess, a, a car club group of people by the name of a lady – um, I think her name is, well, her name is Barbara Dietrich. And so she had asked me to join. I mean, she had asked me to, um, uh, uh, I started posting, I, I came to the site, and uh, she invited me to the site, and I started posting information and stuff like this. And um, it came to a point where she just said, whatever you want to do on it, whatever you want to post on it, whatever you want to say or whatever, just uh, let me know, and we'll make these changes. And so, since 1996, I had started posting UFOs, maybe over 200 stories, and um, about 40, 46, 43 UFO pictures and stuff like this. I was filtering out information, you know, because right now, at that point in my life. I'm you know I'm in a need to know position and I'm ready to disclose UFOs, but I'm going to filter it out. I'm not going to because uh, you know I explained these things that it was important because you know we don't want another experience of uh, Orson Welles in 1938 happening. You know where people panicking and everything. I says well, you know then we got I got religion to continue. And and so there's a lot of things here that need to be. Discussed. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of tentacles to all of this for sure. But let me take you back to your abductions because it's very interesting experience. And then you did feel some type of enhancement took place, which is something we've heard a lot. That's that's not unusual, but it's so cool. It's really interesting. However. I want to ask you about your parents with this. Were you able to talk to your parents about this, or did you just keep this to yourself? Oh, no. Um, my parents, I mean, you know, I, I had my parents were very, very intelligent, and they go to work Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. My mother would come home, and she
she's fixed dinner for all of us on the table. We'd have dinner, and then we'd do our homework, and, and you know, we'd clean up and, and, and go to bed for school the next day. And my father, uh, he he did the same thing. I mean, we didn't talk about anything, but on the weekends, he, he was a mechanic on our vehicles uh, that we owned and that uh, family owned, and he took care of them. And I'd help him out with, uh, you know, being a mechanic on uh, you know, um, learning how to be a mechanic. Of course, I was one of those incorrigible kids that, you know, was always getting myself in trouble because I wanted to find, <laughs> I was looking for the truth. I wanted well, to Well, again, the truth. I just was wondering you know, because that's quite an experience that you went through several times, and I was just wondering if you had, if you were able to talk to your parents about it, but it doesn't sound like that was possible. So this is something you ended up pretty much keeping to yourself. Yeah, I didn't start um, speaking to this until, until later with my mother, because my okay. mother had started working at the my mother started working at the Pentagon when she was 17 years old. She was a typist there, and uh, she had got hired out of uh, um, Watertown, New York, at 17 years old to come work at the Pentagon. And by that time, that was 1945, and, and she had told me that you know there were 2,000 typists in, and they were using the standard Bell typewriter. Of course, my mother had top secret security clearance. Uh, and she didn't get that till later, but uh, she was the second fastest typist in the Pentagon. She was typing 93 words per minute on the standard wow. bail typewriters with the ribbon. My goodness. So, my mother so was fascinating. You, I mean, so as so, yeah, you grew up with her, she was, she did, you were able to confide this experience with her later on. Yeah, she oh she 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 never questioned anything. She knew I was probably the, you know, my most intelligent uh, uh, child out of the family, uh, of her of her seven. Um, but she understood where I was coming from and the way of life that I was living and why I separated my separated myself from the family because, you know, I was more concerned with this rather than my family's life because they have their life and they got their children and they want to grow and um, raise their children properly and stuff like this. And they all have done that. And so I really come from a, a beautiful family of brothers and sisters. And, you know, we, um, we, we've had our ups and downs like everyone has. And so, but I've kept UFOs because there was so much information that I needed to know. And I realized that I was converting this, my thoughts uh, with, uh, with the aliens and they were converting them with me. I, I hope it doesn't sound far fetched, but no, it doesn't. You see, one man when when mankind begins to understand his true origin of, of his entity um, and his existence, then he'll be able to um, um, understand the universe and all life forms. Because life forms that come here, they don't speak English. They don't speak out of the mouth. They communicate telepathically. Only the ones that look like humans in our neighboring um, 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 galaxy here um, have learned our language and speak English and, and learned all the different languages. You know, I, I had uh, – I don't know if you ever, guys have ever heard of Valiant Thor. Yes. He was in our planet for a while studying from Venus, you know, and, and, and trying to work with humans and stuff like this. But at the time, it was – too complicated for them to tell the public anything. And so as I evolved into this project here and understanding all these things and was being groomed for this position here, um, I had to look at things from a scientific point of view, a religious point of view, a government point of view, a public point of view, and a military point of view. 
I mean, I and but I could I you I um, I, I you can't point the fingers and put the blame on anyone because they were just doing what needed to be done at the time. And well, so you also said something secret. very interesting, Tony, about the military, which I wanted to bring up tonight uh, on the show, which is you said the military is still trying to figure this out. It sounds like a very true statement. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, um, people have to have faith in us that we're looking out for the best of interest of this planet and abroad. You know, in the universe, we we have scientists. We we don't. We're, we're looking for asteroids. We don't want to get hit by no asteroids. We want to be. We want to know have have heads up and stuff like this. I mean, we're very very concerned about the the safety and well being of this planet from um, uh, natural disasters we've experienced in the past. That civilizations were destroyed because of global disasters from um, outside the planet destroying Earth. You know. And um, 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 asteroids and stuff that hit hit hitting all over this planet, big ones. I mean, these are things that, and, and people are wondering, well, what happened to these civilizations? Well, all it takes is an asteroid and a smoke, and boom, they're all gone off the planet Earth. And you know, the only things left is the structures, the civilizations. Right. <clears throat> you know, that's, well, and, and, I know and, that and the military. Now, I know that the military has a radar just to detect asteroids. And they keep an eye on all that stuff all the time, you know. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's important that we, you know, because we care about this planet, and we care about all the cultures, we care about everybody. We don't want to be in the wars, you know. We don't want to have atomic energy. We don't want the aliens scared of us. But in the same token, they want us to clean up this planet. Mm-hmm. You see, this planet is a toxic waste from ground level to ten thousand feet. I got carbon monoxide. Killing this planet. I've got, you know, uh, uh, um, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's, you know, how many aliens we have on this planet? Just roughly, I'd say, fifty-seven different species. Some are only like three feet tall, three inches tall. Some are, you know, seven. So feet we've tall. got fifty-seven different species of aliens. Right. And right. That's yes. a and lot. So I can't. I, yeah, I can't tell you all the names of them, but a lot of people probably can because maybe so, they've had encounters with them and they could, you know, describe them. Do they look like us, some of them, some of the species? Are they roaming around with us, you know, walking next to us at the grocery store? I mean, are, are they around us? I kind of get that feeling like they are. Some are. Well, well, when I look at humans from my point, my perspective and point of view, I look for what alien species they're from. Mm-hmm. I could tell you know, what alien species they're from because we are the descendants of them. You know, they were here first way before we were. You know, right. they genetically engineered us. And people need to come to terms with reality instead of a religion. A religion that was, the religions were created from the astrological charts of the Egyptians. They charted the, the stars so, and, and the seasons and gave the planets and everything. So they knew how to harvest and plant and grow things. And they were very, very intelligent alien species. They didn't need oil. They didn't need electric cars. They didn't need anything. They had their flying saucers. All they needed is a battery to charge them up. Mm-hmm. So they built these pyramids all the way around the world. Right. So they obviously have access to a different 
kind of energy. But with 57 different races on the planet with us today, that's an awful lot. And uh, some of them are friendly. Some of them are not friendly. Tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not. I mean, uh, you know, they're sinister. They're evil. You know, they, I mean, the greys, they've been on the planet. Uh, we have uh, reason that, uh, over 350,000 years, if not longer, they've been here. And so, you know, I mean, when, when, when I got into trying to figure out the root of things and, and humans' creation, because, you know, when I had to study religions and, uh, and, and figure out, you know, what was going on here, um, the only, you know, as soon as I got into a few of them, I realized that where these religions came from, they came from the Egyptians' astrological charts, and they were changed. And they created these characters to play out the sun and the 12 disciples on them. And so they could control you and give you fear and give you something to live by, you know, to be able to control you. I mean, you have to understand humans were multiplying so fast in abundance. It was unbelievable. I mean, you have to think about it. Humans are like rabbits. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> seriously, and they didn't have like really an understanding of a moral code. So, I can see right, where, right. in some ways, this, uh, you know, the, the introduction of religion might have been meant to serve a better purpose, but it also got very corrupted. So there's that yeah, ongoing problem was, with that. But was, even the Vatican today has their eyes on, on ETs and aliens and has openly come out and talked about it. Well, yeah, because I told them to. They had no choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you're when you're going up against when you're going up against me, I'm gonna call you on who God is. Oh, well, that's good proof. to know. You know, I want I want physical proof. I don't want hearsay. You know, and then when I after get done reading religion and and every cross referencing them and everything, I realize that these guys, these people in those time periods, they were actually having encounters with extraterrestrials. They were ha- they were being abducted. And then when they, after they got abducted, they would go home, and they'd have these dreams and nightmares over a long period of time, and they'd be able to remember what had happened with their encounters with this being. And they'd go into the village, and they'd tell the people this story, and the people called them prophets of God because they were in the kingdom of heaven that was bright about itself. And the Holy Spirit communicated telepathically to me. You know, this is how they were describing. You know, and, and I mean, I could just pick. I could. I could pick at the, the Holy Bible, Ezekiel, the King James version. You know, um, um, of all these, and, and 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 Noah. You know, everyone seems to think. You now, here's the, you want to know the true story about Noah? I'm yeah, tell what? You the true story. The true story about Noah. Noah was a sheep herder. He had no mathematics about anything. He lived in the mountain ranges. And aliens, they came. We think maybe it was the Venusarians. And they may have came here, and they told Noah that an asteroid was heading towards Earth and that he needed to build this ship-like structure. Uh, a certain way, and they also gave him the technology to be able to do that. They also gave him time and to be able to do that. And back in that time period, it probably would have taken him maybe five or six, maybe ten years to complete that ship. 
And because of the way it was structured and everything like that, is when the asteroid hit the ocean and the ashes were up in the, uh, 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 the, the, the atmosphere, it would be raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to breathe it. So the, the, the ship was built a certain structure, uh, especially the roof. The roof hung way, way down on the sides, and there was an air shaft that went all the way up to the top and would come into the main chamber. This way, the ashes um, and the air would come up. It would be filtered coming up that chamber, that passage all the way up to the top into the big chamber. They'd be able to survive it. But, yeah, the, the, um, so it, he was being warned. That an asteroid comes, so Moses was telling everybody, and it's not he didn't bring two animals of each. He just brought whatever he can. He brought his family and friends and stuff like this that, that believed him. You know that this was going to happen, and sure enough, it did. The asteroid hit in the middle in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It left a crater in there, a size a mile or two miles long. It's still there today. This crater. So that. Um, uh, repercussions of the asteroid it's flashed up and it spread this ashes in the atmosphere you know probably longer than um, 40 days and 40 nights to be honest with you but whatever it was it was enough that wiped out everything it was you know it was it, it was it was a tragic event that actually happened in this world but the way religion des- uh, describes it stuff like this even they have a lot to learn you know about reality and you know and and stuff like this, and I know the Vatican has coming out admitting to them that UFOs exist. I know that. I know that they know that. In all original, in, in all um, cultures. Around and, us, well, here's the globe. thing. You know, even our own government is coming out and admitting a few things here and there. That's what we're going to get into next. Is there? PR campaign and rebranding UFOs and calling them UAPs instead of UFOs. And let's go there next. But right now we've got to take a very short commercial break, okay? So everybody stay tuned for this fascinating conversation with our guest tonight, Tony Marino, and we are going to continue going down the rabbit hole and find out more about what's really happening with UFOs, alien abductions, and hybrids. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio. We will be right back. Pure essential oils, specialized minerals, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridian combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. There are a lot of psychics out there. How do you decide which one is right for you? You look for someone who empowers you, who's practical and spiritually connected 
who says, here are your opportunities, here are your challenges, and here's a way to deal with them, and then gives you your own toolbox to make your life everything you want it to be. Hi, I'm Corby Mitleide, and that's how I work with you. As a certified professional tarot reader, I've helped thousands of people for over 40 years through my toolbox. Cards, past life retrieval, numerology, spirit guide conferences, and mediumship. Whether it's career, relationships, finances, or your spiritual road, together we can replace your confusion with clarity. And you'll probably find a little laughter along the way. Visit me at CorbyMitlide.com to find out how to cross your bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. And tell me you found me at Supernatural Girls for a special gift with your reading. Corby Mitlide, the practical psychic for catching your tomorrows today. Find me at CorbyMitlide.com. That's CorbyMitlide.com. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, here with my two lovely co-hosts, PK, Patricia Kirkman, and George Lugo, and our terrific guest tonight, Tony Marino. He is here giving us his perspective on UFOs, alien abductions, and hybrids, and even Bigfoot we talked about earlier on the show. And now what we're going to move to is this whole new PR campaign that the military, I'm guessing it's the military, is rolling out, renaming UFOs to UAPs, 
and admitting, yes, there are crafts in the sky, and we don't know, they're saying, we don't know who, who's piloting them. We expect someday they'll come clean on that, too. But, Tony, what do you mean? I will. <laughs> What's no, I will eventually. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will eventually. You know, it's a process, you know, because I, people need to understand that in order to have a better understanding on a bigger scale of comprehension, it takes a lot of years to understand these things. And so I figured that, you know, the, the, the population of this world, they could use a change, you know, an upgrade. And I need to bring them up a few more levels and show concern about this planet and its resources and, and stuff like this. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to say, and to be honest with you, and this is for the record, is that 8 billion people on this planet – that's nothing. This planet can hold 25 billion people. Really? That's how much resources it has. Yes. 25 billion. So the thought of is overpopulated, get that out of your mind. It's not true. All it takes is everyone to work together in sequence with each other, making things better for each other's lives. You know, I mean, we're living in a structure of some, uh, some program that mankind created um, um, for his own purpose, not yours, you know. And so, you know, I've been posting this information now for, for since uh, on the internet um, since 1996 to 2010, and uh, I, 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 I left that site because I'd already invited the Sci-Fi Channel, the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, and all these other um, um, organizations to come and listen to what I was saying, because what I was doing is I was filtering out um, UFO information to the mainstream there. And next thing I know, she's making, she's doing advertisement on the website, making money off of me. I'm getting thousands and thousands of, of people from all over the world because it was the first UFO website to go global that are telling me their incidents. They're sending me their videos, their photographs, their stories and stuff. It got so to a point where I couldn't answer all of them, because, and I had to explain to them that I believe you, but I have to get this information out to you, and this is what you need to understand what's going on here. But I did not tell her the rest of it. But anyway, rumor got back to me that she was going around to different UFO conventions, talking to people like she knew everything, she knew more about UFOs than anybody else did, and you know that. And then the information came back to me, and you know I just kind of laughed, you know, thinking that yeah, good thing you know I never did come tell the people the rest of the story. Well, certainly, you know, a lot of people can. Well, again, a lot. Let me just interject here for a minute. A lot of people get their ego mixed up in in all of this because everybody wants to feel special they want to feel like well the aliens chose me you know there's a a lot of ego can bring us down the wrong road but here's my question that i i think we should all discuss is this whole rollout of information that's taking place you certainly had to jump on it back in the 90s but now what we're seeing is a whole new rollout on mainstream media so now tucker Carlson on Fox News, he usually does one UFO story a month now, which that was unheard of before. Yeah. Unheard of. They were terrified yeah. to do it before. Well, I kind right. of figured I did a good job. 
My 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 <laughs> intention was to reach out for everyone to grab a hold of this, and that and that's what they did, and they ran with it, and they created their own episodes, segments, conventions, and all that stuff, and it got out to the public. This is what I wanted. This is what the intention was to bring this to the public's attention and their awareness, all the way up from a military point of perspective and a government perspective. And this is what you're getting, right? Well, we're finally getting, getting pieces things. of it because okay. they really now, have to work on undoing the lie that this wasn't real. I mean, that's what the lie was for so many years is that, no, and all these people are seeing swamp gas or some other goddamn thing, but it's not okay, a, well, it's not a spaceship. They didn't, they, yes, but they, they didn't know what was going on. How are they going to be able to describe it to you? What are they going to tell you? Well, this object looked like this, and it didn't look like it wasn't an airplane or anything like that, and it looked like it was from another part of the world, And but we don't know anything about it, and so we'll keep you in tune. Well, you're right. I mean, it's you like how, uh, you're right because even law enforcement's the same way. I mean, they're not gonna gonna give you uh, an answer about something paranormal because of the same reason. They, they don't, don't have know no what's way to going describe on. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They had nobody so, has no way to describe it. That's why I was groomed for this position, and now this is your opportunity to ask me these things. I mm-hmm. represent the United States government and the military. And I'm glad to come out because now I feel safe that everyone's comfortable with exposing it. And I have nothing to hide, but I have a lot to share. Now, whatever well, you want to know. Let's, let's go back to George brought up an interesting question. Let's go back to that one because, George, you just asked a little while ago about are these aliens living down the street from us? So mm-hmm. are they? Are, they hi, are there hybrids living down the street from us and we just don't even know? That they're there, they're aliens. Okay, um, I'll give you I'll give you an explanation for that. You know, whereas I have different species of Bigfoot, whereas I have different species of humans and cultures, mm-hmm. well, I also have different species of hybrids of aliens from human cultures that mm-hmm. exist. Right. Yes, That's and there are hybrids, yeah. and I realized that I was a hybrid because I I have over 120 cultures in my genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm. You know, if I if I sound like egotistic, if I, you know, if I sound like, you know, this this show belongs to me. That's not my intention. My intention is, is I, I you know to share these things with your questions and stuff like this, and, and and answer them correctly, so you have a better understanding. And yes, what you're asking me is true, and it does exist. As to where they're from, we don't know that. We haven't had a chance to talk to them. We don't know nothing. All we know is that they're here, and I'm telling them why they're here. You know, I'm Tony, I'm curious. With DNA the way it is today, is there anything in the DNA that would show if there's uh, an alien part of your uh, overall makeup? In some humans, yes, but not in all. Because okay. um, aliens only breed with certain um, uh, uh, cultures of human beings, uh, generations upon generations. It's, it's, it's been an ongoing thing here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, them breeding with humans, and especially I have the, this one specific one is called a Grays, where we have information that they are from uh, Zeta Rectaculi binary star system. And they, were, they came around here. Around uh, the beginning of during Cro-Magnum and Neanderthal time period, but uh, 
you know, and um, they've been breeding with humans, and it's been an ongoing thing. The reason why is because instead of them evolving, they're devolving. So they need humans to breed with. And they do breed with humans, and they do create their own gender-looking being through their own process. I gave a lot of this information to the X-Files, Chris Carter. His um, his scriptwriters would come over to, um, to where I was at on the Internet, and they would gather this information, and, and they would put it together and show you these things, you know, because what people fail to understand and realize is that you know, aliens and technology and things we started releasing began in Hollywood with Star Wars. I mean, with uh, Star Trek, with Spock and Leonard Newman McCoy, the, the, uh, the original Star Trek, with Warp Drive. You know, so we, I mean, the technology and alien technology and, and sharing the thought that humans uh, are, are part of this um, cosmic makeup, um, you know, um, is true. The thing of it is, is that now how do you explain it to people and for them to understand if they've been raised a certain way and they have their own belief system, and if you take them away from that belief system, what are you going to give them? You know, so, um, you know, if you're asking for the government, just to answer your question there, that the government should tell you or you're asking the military if they should tell you, well, that's why they have me. And... um, you know, but I mean, I have a I have a situation that's going on here, and it's very very important that humans clean up the planet. I mean, the fossil fuel, the oil, seventy three percent of it uses for plastics and material. The other thirty twenty two thirty two percent is used for automotive industrialization. We really don't need that. That's like change to the old companies and these oil mongols and stuff like this. They pump you with this material work. Have you ever looked at this planet? Did you ever uncover any civilizations that had so much like we have, plastic material? No, because they didn't need oil. They may have burned it, you know, for life. Now, I have a question. I've got a question for you. Can you please explain the chemtrails? Because when you call, like I've called the military, and they said, what chemtrails? I called the airport. I don't see anything in the sky. I call the weather station. Nope, there's nothing in the sky. I don't know anything about chemtrails. They're just vapor yeah, trails. They, they're, they're all over the yeah, place. They, yeah, yeah, they, they the don't tell you that it's because global. Yeah, they don't tell you that because it's global. Um, you know, um, what it is is I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, I have, you know, aliens that are coming into this planet. We don't know if they're going to attack us or, or what. So uh, the, 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 the atmosphere is being coated with a chemical mm-hmm. that if, if they come into this planet and after they make their adjustment, if they can't make their adjustment, they blink out. But it's supposed to have some kind of chemical reaction on their ships. You know, it's like a defense system. You know, and it's 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 the 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 only flip side of that is is that when the chemicals uh, hit Earth, the ground, the ocean, mm-hmm. the water, the buildings, um, the grass, you know, all the infrastructure, when it falls on top of that, you get a tremendous um, fire damage um, uh, uh, that that destroyed and melts homes down because of the chemicals that are, are doing this. You know, I, 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 I can't say we're at a panic mode because 
you know, we don't want to give up our atomic energy. That's our only defense system we have. But we've learned from alien technology that we have laser technology. We have all kinds of technology. We have ultrasound. We have magnetic uh, um, uh, fields and energies and all kinds of electromagnetic um, waves and everything going every which way going on right now because, you know, it's it's just it's it's a mess. I, I mean, it's I can't you know it's a mess that this planet is in. The result of it is is that people suffer. You know, Absolutely. the governments don't suffer. You know, the people well, yeah. Suffer. I mean, what George is bringing out is a very important question. But what I'm hearing mm-hmm. you say, Tony, is that the chemtrails are to give the military a leg up on who's coming into our atmosphere, and at the same time, the chemicals in the chemtrails are so volatile that if a fire yes. starts, it'll melt whatever is has been uh, touched by these chemtrails. Well, yes. Um, we kind of they kind of figured that you know they didn't anticipate you know what what it was going to do to the ground. I mean, mankind seems to be very very intelligent. I mean, he, you know, he or he he seems to feel like he's a genius and he could create this and do this and do that and everything like this. I'm very upset. I'm so upset. That's why I have to come out here. That's why I have to confront the government on Twitter and tell them what the hell is going on here. You know, I, I have a big problem here, and, and you know they're supposed to be representing the people, and they're not doing anything in nature except funneling our billions of dollars to other countries, rather than putting it back into our resources, rather than helping people out. I mean, I've never looked at a planet that's so pathetic that it, it pretends like it's going somewhere. You know, well, it is, is very we're, concerning we're, we're, to all of us as well, and so it does seem rather short-sighted to uh, put chemtrails all over our skies for whatever mm-hmm. reason, because the the downside is too too great. Okay. Well, what yeah, about what about the carbon monoxide and the poison gases from the automobiles that have done this? From ground yeah, level to 10,000 feet, yeah. I have this around the entire globe, and nobody. Um, cares about it because all they want to do is complain to the government and the government's not doing nothing because they're not they don't know you know you have i have a bunch of uneducated people in in my government that are 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 are, 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 are making decisions and they're not making the proper decisions i don't need these type of people in office the future of this planet and where we want to be today tomorrow depends upon some form of unification on a global structure what we have here we have chaos I got freaking wars have been going on over a thousand years on this planet, and millions and millions of people die because of that, and it just doesn't stop. The bombing, every time they bomb over there in the Middle East, that pressure, when it hits the earth, pushes the atmosphere, the ground level up in the atmosphere. It separates it, and it changes its um, uh, movement. And creates all these things that you can't understand, volcanoes and hurricanes and destructions and everything like that. Everyone's trying to figure out, well, why is our seasons changing? The reason why our seasons are changing is mankind is responsible for this. And the aliens are pissed off about that. And so am I. And I'm trying to convey this to our government so they understand this and they're listening. Well, thank God they're listening to somebody. I mean, here's the thing, too, with all of this disclosure, because, I mean, we haven't had the truth, the whole truth out there. We may never get the whole truth out there. 
do you see a time coming in 2020 when we will have more information, when they will well, disclose? I, I'm Go doing ahead. this now. I, I'm doing this now. I am disclosing it. Whatever you want to know. I'll, I could tell you the origin of creation of humans if you'd like to begin there. I could tell you about paranormal activities and why we have these intermultiple dimensions that are parallel to our world existing with all kinds of life forms in it. I mean, all you have to do is pick one, uh, Patricia, and I'll be glad to explain these things because this is where I need to begin is because the public needs to understand these things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we all agree about this, that the paranormal is normal and it's been laughed at. We've been made fun of because we believe these things to be real. We've experienced these things. We know what they are. But here's right. the thing that I want to talk about next, and you guys feel free to, to pop in at any time with questions. Interdimensionals, portals, uh, we've had mm-hmm. experience with these. All three of us uh, hosts have had experience with interdimensionals and portals. So we've also been told by other guests that have come on the show that some of these portals are man-made and some are natural. And some are actually able to be used in a certain direction, so they're mobile. What do you know about these portals that let these things in and out? Quick, easy entrance, quick exit. Well, here's the thing. Uh, those portholes, what we discovered is, is that man um, can't travel through space and time normally. What we discovered was is that space and time aren't conquered by space and time, but by spacelessness and timelessness, which means space and time collapse within itself and becomes unidirectional in no time. It's like the rubber band effect. You have to reach out to time, and you have to pull it back towards you like a vacuum tube, and then you thrust yourself into time without losing any time, or you could be either cease to be three or four dimensional, which would not assist your observation. So when they do it here on Earth, it looks like portholes because they're getting ready to leave because they didn't they weren't able to make the adjustment to stay here, and that's why they have to vacate this planet. You see, well, we do some have some of them just are just visiting, aren't they? Some of them just come in and. And then take a look at what's going on, or they get food from us. I know a lot of them, for some reason, are big on taking our elk, and they take well, off with with elk. Well, and that's yeah, I mean, reported. I mean, our our planet our planet's abundance with resources on top of the world and below the world, and you know, I do have civilizations that live there, and that are far more advanced in technology than mankind could ever comprehend or begin to even imagine. You know, and so if he doesn't want to explain it to you, it's because he doesn't know this because this person like me that was groomed for this to be able to explain these things about the life existence on this planet. I mean, we are ourselves, we're a terrestrial entity. And yes, we do have inner multiple dimensions parallel to our world. We're living in the third dimension. The way the first dimension was described was. On the first dimension, things move back uh, back and forth. On the second dimension, things move back and forth, up and down. On the third dimension that we're living in is the second dimension and the first dimension existing along with us in the third dimension. And then there's the fourth dimension, the fifth, sixth, seventh. There's more dimensions above us. So the fourth dimension is the spirit realm, 
in which ghosts and paranormal hang out, if they die in them is because, and we're seeing them and they're still around, is because they didn't know that they died. Right. They didn't grow old and and and, and move on. There's these spirits. Is they died. They didn't know that they died. That's why they're living out this life in this uh, spiritual dimension above us. That's why we can see them. But and you and there's ways to communicate with them. But it's a dangerous place because there's different entities living in them, and, and are very very powerful and more powerful than humans are. And so understanding all these things about the lives that are entangled on this planet. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a library of of activity going on that it, it is is very fascinating to understand everything like that. But um, the result. Well, I think of it for is, a lot of people, for for people who live a nine to five life, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to wrap their minds around. I mean, mm-hmm. PK and yes. George and I, this is what we we you know live. We eat and breathe all of this stuff. So we have more experience with it, we have an understanding of it that is a little different. But our audience is very sophisticated, and they also have a grasp of the things that we're talking about tonight. They get it, believe me. They're, I think we have the smartest audience in radio. I really do. They I agree with that. Yeah. yeah they're, well, you, know they what's a, you, know what's important, you know what's important, people, is that if you uh, if you if you're learning to understand this and what's going on and everything like that, how's that going to apply to your life, living on this planet, and what's going on around you, and all we're doing about is complaining to each other about getting it fixed and trying to stop this and everything like that. You know, it all comes down to you know, sure you understand these things, but like I said, the majority of the population doesn't even have a clue. I mean, you have to look at the thing is, humans have been programmed. I mean, from day one, they've been programmed into believing certain things for a certain specific reason. And the program that they was created, the result is showing, is showing that they're destroying this planet with carbon mm-hmm. monoxide and, 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 and chemtrails and oil. And, 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 and waste and everything and, you know, uh, diseases and things like this because they don't know how to clean, uh, keep a clean, healthy, strong environment for people to live in because they don't care. Those don't care are the people that are running our system. And right. in order for us to put an end to this, we have to make them understand that the, there is good and bad on both sides, and there's nothing you could do about it for now, but you're going to have to work together in order for the future of this planet and where we want to be today, tomorrow. Comes. Yeah, I think but that you know, at least we are in agreement with that. It's, But it's really what we want to know is more about these 57 races of aliens that have been here. Some of them are living down the street from us. I know I've talked to people who also have high clearance, and they tell me this all the time. They say some of them look like us, as George mentioned, and some of them don't. And it's yeah. a very, very interesting experience for us because we've watched the military and the government for so many years deny the existence of all these things, and now it's turning around. 
So not with Bigfoot, but it is turning around with ETs. So I know you said something about you wanted to put something on display this year. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe, um, you know, it all depends. Um, is it, right now it's premature for me to be able to make that decision here because I'm just getting started here. But I was thinking maybe 2020 would definitely give you a vision of the future and a story to go with it that we're not alone and that we have aliens living amongst us and that we're, you know, we're, we're descendants from them. Um, and, you know, and, and we can move forward here, but I said, there's you know, a Tony, you, you got a point there. Um, 2020, I just mm-hmm. feel like, you know, that, that, that phrase 2020, um, hind, uh, where's, 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 how's it yeah, go? Um, yeah, 2020. You can see more clearly now. Yeah. So, you know, all the experience that we've had all our lives up until this point, I think mm-hmm. 2020 is, is, is it's almost like a, a metaphor for the clarity that's about to happen this year on a lot of different levels, you know? Right, on so, a bigger scale of understanding, absolutely. And that's yeah. important because, um, you know, uh, we, we claim to be an intelligent and, and, and what form, you know? We sit here and we right. look at our problems and complain about them. But we can't get them fixed, not unless we all work together. That's my point. Yeah. And, and that's the hard so, part. in order to in order in order to make that work, you need to put everything aside that you believe in and is and was, and start caring about the individual right in front of you. Right. Start looking at the people right in front of us. We, in order to make things better, we have to make our lives better individually on an individual basis. I mean, I'm looking at a society where people can't even afford to pay rent anymore. Right. I mean, I'm living in California. I've got people I'm living in, in cars and motorhomes all over the place. Right. I've got the biggest homeless population in the country. That's true. And, I, you know, and here's the thing is that, you know, they're saying, well, there's no money and, and um, you can't make any money off the homeless people. Oh, you really? Well, then have these diseases then. And have all these things and everything mm-hmm. like that because you can't afford to take care of them, but you got billions of dollars to give to other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so when I make my true. point, when, when, I, when I make my point of what's going on here with UFOs and, and all this stuff and the spirit realm and everything like that, I haven't even begun to tell you your true identity, humans' true identity. And the humans, if you want to, if you, uh, I'll tell you, humans, I'm ready. creation and identity. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is the, this is the truth of um, um, humans' creation. It was discovered that during the evolutionary process of this planet that it came up to Cro-Magnum and Neanderthal time period from the discovery of ancient things that were dug up and stuff like this that – there was a missing link from that until the creation of humans. And what we found out was is that the original Egyptians were from reptilia, were from Zeta Rectaculi. They come here. There were four of them. There was one male. I mean, there was three males and one female. And they came around Cro-Magnum time period, and they had gotten stranded here. You know, I think they lost the war, and you know they got cast here. But 
and uh, well, I'll leave that question for later. But they needed to build some structures, and they needed the labor. So when they tried to com- when they tried to program information into Neanderthal and Cro-Magnum um, into their brains for them to be intelligent, it was virtually impossible. So they had said that they had spliced through cells 62 times to change the genetic appearance of Cro-Magnum into human. And, but they still were able to evolve and live alongside us. Now humans were created. The body, what I understand, was created that for a entity, an alien entity, a spiritual alien entity is a living um, um, uh, alien species like everyone else in the universe that was brought to this body to live in this body on this planet forever and be reincarnated through time. But as humans multiplied by the millions and billions, I mean, you know, there wasn't enough souls that were brought to this planet. Now, this is what I'm gathering from cross-referencing all the data that was given to me 49 years now, all the way up to this day here, that um, um, they, they, they breeded with humans and they created humans and humans but, um, um, created these things because there were other alien entities coming and going on this planet. This planet has been very, very active with um, alien life forms from all over the universe. It's been an ongoing thing to this very day. But we, when, we, when this spirit entity that we have um, are descendants of, uh, that are passed on through generations and generations that, you know, like I said, I was telling earlier, if you, if you die before your time or if you die and you don't know that you died, you live in the fourth dimension, which is the spiritual realm. There is life in that realm. And, of course, that's where we live, but in that, not in that specific realm, but on higher realms. And right. I but have all again, these... for for our for for our understanding, you know, you, you're talking about our origination. Certainly, we know we've been genetically manipulated, and that's why we are who we are today. And and I found it interesting what you said about the ETs breeding with only certain groups of people. So they've identified, apparently, from what you just said uh, during the show, certain groups of people that they do breed with, and others they don't, they just stay away from. They don't. That does yeah, make and what sense happens to, to me. Yes, well, what happens to them, that breed of people, they end up breeding with different other um, um, cultures, and they end up breeding with different other cultures, and they end up breeding with different other cultures. So the genetic appearance of the, of the, of the species does change in its genetics, you can look in the faces. I can see in the, when I look at humans, I can tell by the structure of their their skulls and their eyes and their whole makeup about, you know, what alien species they come from. But here's the thing: is that what it, what 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 purpose is it going to be for humans to know these things? Is it going to make them go to work? Is it going to make them clean up this planet? Is it going to make them give affordable housing for everybody? Is it going to make them utilize this technology? I mean, you know, we don't have we're, – we're using the consumption of oil. 
really is destroying this planet. And I and I have to I have to say this, okay, because the oil lubricates the underground, the under Earth, its axis. It, it it lubricates onto another entity of existence that are pressing up against us. Well, that's oil in there that lubricates that. You take away that oil, it just keeps going and going. You take away that oil, it locks up an area. And the friction and the rotation of the magnetic field in this earth, the way it's supposed to move, it's supposed to like move kind of like in a drunken state, a barely thing that you could recognize. But that's because of the axis and then and, and, and moving kind of like it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But so the oil is killing this planet. And as long as you're pumped into believing the material world is more important than taking care of your neighbor, then you go ahead and live that life, and this planet will cease to exist. Not only that, but the aliens will come, and they will take off the ones responsible for this. Plain and simple. There is nothing that humans can say to prevent this because they don't have the – because they – they. There's a conflict because right now I've got this alien controlling humans, and they're the ones responsible for why this world is like it is today. You so live you're in saying that, that all of this negativity, there there is an alien presence behind it. Yeah, there's an alien presence behind it, manipulating humans, and the humans they manipulate humans, and they manipulate humans. It's this it's a control thing on making you a slave. Have you ever thought about the billions? I have 328 million people, I guess, somewhere around there in this country here, and the majority of the the, uh, the taxpayers uh, create billions and billions and billions of dollars a year for this country. But yet, our government and news media, the only thing they want to show you is the news on. The Pentagon got $700 billion for its budget for the year. We gave billion dollars to this country. We gave billion dollars to that country. We gave billion, but we didn't give it to our country and its people. And so yeah, I think that this is a, a, huge, a huge error in judgment. Yeah. But I'm, I am seeing some movement, and I think everybody is, that wants to see it in a different direction, where we're not just handing over dollars to a country's uh, that like we did in the past, so that's a good sign. Well, yeah. in, well, in my what, opinion, what, what, that's about time. Well, what you were failed to um, understand is that, um, um, what, what was I going to say? You were well. Um, I had a question. It was very important. But anyway, um, I want to take well, you let, back. Let's to, get back to, to the ETs and and that the fact that they are living here with us today. So uh, this yes. is something, and we've all talked about that someday somebody's going to come out who's in the government, and they're going to say yes that this is in fact okay. going on. And then what's going to be the result? Yes. I, I think if the conditioning continues on the path that it's on, that, that you will not have uh, an Orwell type, an Orwellian experience. You're, you're just going to have people going, okay, and so what? I mean, it's that's I think well, what will happen. It's no just. It's no different than different cultures. We have different right. cultures, right? Well, that's, right. I think, so, how it's which, going to be so presented, which, right? So all the way through time, we've had different humans and yes. different-looking humans. And that's the evolutionary process of this planet that people need to understand 
and you know, and not be focused on having a religious belief, you know, and 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 saying and this is the way things are and everything like that. No, that's not going to work. That system doesn't work because that's not the way humans were created, and that wasn't the reason why. We're a very very intelligent entity, very 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 intelligent entity. We're very very capable of solving any kind of problems that come our way. Doesn't matter. My mind specifically works so fast. I have answers for everything. I don't mean to be have an ego or, or think I, you know, I, I'm some kind of um, this and that that you might think that I might be. I'm none of the above. I'm just one of those persons that cares about every individual and what goes on in their lives because it's very, very important because we live around each other. And in order to make these changes, we got to do that to each other. So they pass that on. And they change that and change that and change that. What we've been led into believing, and if you're wondering if the government is going to tell you these things, the government can't tell you these things because it doesn't know what to say to you. <laughs> the military can't. The, the, the military ain't going to tell you these things because it doesn't know what to say to you. That's you pretty funny. That? I think that's true. I, know, but... I, I think they're still struggling with that it's, one. It's very, but the, I'm sure that because, they have a big you know, PR team on this one. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they they do because it's going to take a lot of minds to put this together. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should hire me. <laughs> yeah, they should hire I, us. We should be the crew. That's right. They need to know? hire us. Yeah. We'll be on their team. Well, look, Tony, this has, there, been, this has been a great evening spent with you. We really appreciate your time. Unfortunately, we're coming down to the the wire here, down to the end of our show. And, again, we just want to thank you for um, expressing all of these uh, these perspectives and giving us some insight about who we are as, as a people and what may be coming down the road. We do hope that you'll keep us informed going forward. We'd love to hear back from you, so stay in touch. Now, next week, everybody, uh, we are going back to the Stardust Alien Ranch. Be sure to join okay, us. Okay, one more thing. I wanted to answer your question, Patricia. One more thing I wanted to answer your question. Okay, make it quick. We're coming. We're counting down. <laughs> I am going to show this year alien bodies, two of them, and a flying saucer to the public. All right? You Yay. can look forward to that. All right. Let now. us know. Okay? All right. Yep. Thank you for being on the show. I mean, I appreciate being on your show here, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, Tony. You're nice welcome, meeting you. you guys have a, Everybody yeah, nice will see you on the and, blue highway, and until then, have a great week. I'm going gold hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.